It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Well, partner, uh, we are back here in our home. We were last when you last heard from us here on Behind the Braves. Uh, we were down at Fantasy Camp in Northport, having a great time down there with the Fantasy Campers. And now we're back home here in the offices at Truist Park. We're actually film or filming taping for the first time in the Bill Lucas Conference Room, which is very appropriate for this episode. We're celebrating Black History Month, and we've got Marquise and Antonio Grissom on to talk about all the great work that they are they're doing, both with uh, the MGBA and also with Antonio coaching at Morehouse. So. Really, really great guests, and I think the perfect guests to have on for Black History Month. Yeah, as well as we're promoting uh, our, the work that we're doing with the HBCU Classic, uh, the Gar Lucas Classic that we have coming on here on the 24th up at um, up at Cool Ray Field. We're excited about that. This is our, I think it's our second year doing that. Right. And uh, talked to Ralph Gar yesterday, and he's real excited about what's going on there and promoting um, his alma mater. And uh, Marquise, uh, you know, obviously he played, I think he played played at Florida A&M, if I'm not not mistaken. And then, you know, being involved with some of these great schools like Morehouse, Antonio coaches there and Grambling. And, and um, we've just... Um We've been doing a lot of work in this in this area, helping us grow the game and some of the underserved communities. And uh, this is just another another example of how the Braves are really uh, interested in who's playing the game of baseball and how can we find ways to stand in the gap and and develop uh, places that we have the resources to do it. And we've got two gentlemen here who just have done a tremendous job in, in working in that area with us. So we had a great conversation about uh, about what that looks like. Yes, we did. And if I didn't say it, and this is your first time listening, that was Greg McMichael, Director of Braves Alumni Relations. I'm Ricky Mast, Braves Digital Media Content Manager, and uh, we're happy to have you with us here on Behind the Braves, but we're especially happy to have a conversation with Marquis San Antonio. So let's get right to it. Here they are. Well, hey, Antonio and Marquise, glad you guys are here with us um, here at the stadium. Appreciate you coming in. I know you guys are busy. You got a lot of stuff going on, Antonio, with the college season just around the corner with Morehouse and, and then all the stuff that you're doing with MGBA. And we want to we want to jump right into that because this is Black History Month, but also we're going to be talking about growing the game. And that's a huge initiative with Major League Baseball, also with the Braves. We, uh, as you guys know, um, you've been intimately involved with it. We're trying to be on the forefront and be the leader in this in this area for growing the game of baseball and 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 making sure that we're doing our part to give back and and that's that's nothing new to you guys i i just want you to tell our audience a little bit about uh specifically which you guys are real focused on the rbi program here and we have a, a huge regional effort in what we're trying to do in the city of Atlanta. tell us just a little bit about kind of um what the rbi program is and what kind of impact you're making around uh, the city of Atlanta. Well, I'll let Antonio start and expand on that because it takes a lot of good people to make this organization run. And when I got him away from scouting, you know, I was just waiting on him to retire or either say, hey, <laughs> didn't have enough money to pay him. But when I got him over here, I knew I had a gym. 
And I knew that he's been around the game a little bit longer than I have as far as high school, college, scouting, coaching, my league coordinating, all that kind of stuff. So I needed that piece. And so when I was able to get him on board, our program kind of took off. And then we grabbed Sharon and got her on board, my wife, and um, it kind of went to the next level. Before that, I was doing everything on my own by myself and trying to save the world and realized I couldn't do that. <laughs> so I went down some roads where, you know, a little less travel, but have been traveled. Sure. And... Um, uh, I kind of learned from my mistakes and, you know, got him on board. And he kind of took this thing to a whole nother level. So in negotiating with the Braves on trying to get RBI, been probably, what, seven, eight years now we've been talking about this. And finally, you know, we're excited about it. And uh, Antonio was the driving force behind that, talking to Danielle, talking to uh, Jared and talking to Nikki, getting that done. Those guys are no longer here. But um, but um, he has done an outstanding job with this program and, and helping us run RBI. Well, thank you guys for having us. Um, RBI, reviving baseball in the inner city, uh, that's kind of changed a little bit um, because there are kids that are underserved all over, not just in the inner city. Um, the cost of travel ball has, uh, you know, made it tough for certain kids to be able to afford to play this game, that, that kids that love the game. Um, so, you know, we've gotten back into true development, teaching kids the ins and outs of the game, uh, just raising the baseball IQ. Um, so these kids will grow up loving the game of baseball, whether they get a chance to play at the major league level or not. They'll understand the game and, and really appreciate uh, the art of the game. Um, so we try to go out and get as many kids that, that, that want to be a part of it, that, that can't afford the travel ball stuff to come and be a part of mm. this development and this growth of the game. One thing I, I loved about your all's uh, every year you did the MGBA banquet. Right in January, I know because of COVID, the last couple of years we've missed out on that. But one thing I loved about you, Antonio, is that every time you would have you call the team up and you'd start talking about each individual kid. I mean, and that was a really special moment. That that was my favorite part of the whole banquet because you were talking about. I mean, he just didn't say, oh, well, you know, this guy was a great right fielder. This guy was, you know, a great pitcher. He had, he had a great fastball. You know, I mean, you were talking about their character. You talked about how hard they worked, what kind of person he was. It was really special because you took time. It seemed like you knew every single kid. So I know what you guys are doing um, on the RBI side. That That is probably carrying over in developing this program. And that's why we probably had well, – how, how many years we won the World Series in, in, the, in the baseball for RBI? I mean, we've won it like seven or eight times, right? Mm-hmm. And then the girls went to the World Series this year, and they happened to get beat by somebody from, from Houston. But but uh, the program's really taken off, and I think that's something the Braves are really proud of, and, and I know that you guys are the right right ones for the job. And um, So as having boots on the ground, one of the questions that's come up over the years is the game of baseball – is it, you know, it started, we see the trend the other way. We didn't see participation going up. We saw a trend, especially in the African-American community. We saw those numbers from, I think, the last 15, 20 years. They've just slowly declined. And uh, that was very concerning because we know that uh, this shouldn't be happening. And obviously some of the costs and some of, I mean, I've talked to Danielle about, uh, we've been talking about field usage in certain parts of Atlanta, how there's no big fields. And, and we all have seen the drop off. So with boots on the ground, with what you guys are doing are you seeing participation numbers kind of change a little bit or are we seeing that trending in a different way where are we in 2022 well for me i think that um we're definitely making progress you know you look at all the kids that we've been involved involved with and i and i would know we hear it all the time we say uh the kids are not playing it's a lot of kids that are playing but it's another group of kids that are not playing that wants to play Hmm. and i think that was our target is to go after those kids that really want to play 
really want to play and learn the game of baseball, not necessarily be a high school starter or get a scholarship to go to college, but those guys that just want to play and love the game. And if you go back to rec ball, when rec ball was rec ball, everybody played. You had the church leagues, you had the fire department league, police league. That was baseball and softball back in the day. And again, we go back to travel ball. Travel ball kind of diluted that a little bit and, w- and watered it down to where now we got this travel ball group. And now we have to bring the rec group back. Hmm. We have to develop that group and bring it back into a development state to where they are learning and, and, and we're growing the game and they're learning the game. And the game will filter the kids out to where they can play at that level, whatever level that is anyway. So if we just continue to grow the game and teach the game, we got more people coming to the game. Hmm. We got more fans in the stands. And for me, that's what it's all about. And also, empowering the former player that played that's that's huge to me because we do have value mm-hmm. that's a great point i know um i've but long time listeners of our show which we've been doing this about four years now they've heard me say a number of times that the first athlete poster i had on my wall as a kid was david justice and when i was coming along everybody in my school that watched baseball the favorites were it was ken griffey jr for me if it's a braves fan you're dave justice or ron gant or whoever and so I think when I started working in baseball as an adult and I was aware of the RBI program, I always just thought of it. I was so focused on, you know, when I was a kid, African-American participation in Major League Baseball was so much higher. And the stars of the game that that myself and my friends that, that were our heroes were, by and large, mostly African-American. And so when I started working in the game and I thought of RBI, I was so focused on how do we get that participation level back up at the big league level. But one thing I've learned in the years working here, and especially in the work that you guys do, and looking at all of the young athletes you guys have worked with, and I went to the website and looked at the, the lists and everything, and I thought, this is it's great if the, the big league participation gets up. But what you're really doing is all these kids that have come through you guys' program that have gone to college. Some get drafted, some don't, but the, the, they're becoming men and women out, out of the, these programs. I mean, how, how is that, that's really the important part, right, is you're raising young people into great men and women. Is that, is that the, the, the main value or the main mission just beyond getting people to participate in the game, yeah. would you say? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's our biggest goal is just to create great young men, you know, just to go out and be a productive citizen. All right. Uh, the percentage of guys that make it to the big leagues is fraction. It's, it's really small. So you, you're really trying to create great young men that can go on and, and do the same thing and pass the torch to, to their kids. All right. Just about the uh, what's really important about how you go about your business on and off the field, in the classroom, at home. Um, so Marquise has always stressed that. Um, and, and, and it's all family, you know. So, you know, we, you talk about us knowing the kids. You know, sometimes we're, we're more than just a coach uh, to these kids, you know. You know, what made me really want to come and do it, I see uh, Marquise uh, driving a van with 10, 12 kids in it. You know, after playing all them years in the big leagues, I'm like, man, ain't no way I would be doing that. <laughs> you know, so uh, it, it just really took, you know, seeing that to understand the big picture of, of what this is about. Um, and once I came to grips with this is what I want to do the rest of my life, you know, it, it wasn't a job anymore. You know, I love what I do. And, you know, it just so happened it's enough to pay the bills. So I'm happy with what I'm doing. Mm. What's the, for both of you, what's the most, I mean, personally, what's the most rewarding part for you that this is what you've dedicated your, your life to? Uh, for me, uh, there's a kid in the program that's that came through the program that uh, he was rough. And when I tell you, you you know, you see, you think you're gonna see him on the news. Mm. This guy <laughs> graduated from college. He's now coaching and part of one of the coaches on the staff in the program. Just seeing him with that suit on for the first time when I saw him graduated, you would have never believed that at 12 and 13. Mm. He throwing rocks through windows and people houses and stuff. Man, he was rough. 
but we're so proud of that guy. You know what I mean? It's a lot of kids that has went down that path that are doing great now, but he, he really was a guy that, you know, I could say he changed his life. You know what I mean? Like, uh, very proud of that young man and, and quite a few other ones that did the same. Mm. It's, just, it's just so many kids. I can't even... You know, I just I get goosebumps thinking about it because when you when you realize you know you play professional sports and you real you don't we don't really realize the impact we have on people. We 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 take it with a grain of salt. And Hank taught me that. He said you really you just really don't know because I know what kind of impact he had on me. But when you 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 help a kid and he he gets to to know you. So I think teaching without a relationship equal rebellions. So you can go to get all the travel ball team, get all the teams you want. But if you're not teaching and you're not developed, you don't have a relationship. At some point, it's going gonna, it's gonna to buck against the system. Mm. And I've seen that a lot. So when we did RBI two years ago, and I told Antonio, I said, that's going to be a test for us because we've been in this travel ball space. And, you know, that's, you, don't have, you have to teach, but you got a lot of good players. Right. And so you, are, you really much reminded them to do the small things. But when you get a kid who really don't know how to play baseball, don't know the game, that's when the real soldier come out and teach it. And me, Marvin, Lou, Antonio, we, we all learned that last two years ago when we did RBI for the first time. I knew it, but when you go out there and experience, and that's why I went out there every day. I might have missed two days out of the whole seven or uh, eight weeks. And some kids just need a hug. Some kids need... All right. Mm-hmm. Some kids need positive reinforcement to build their self-esteem up, to see them transform after three practice, after four practice. That's the reward for me. And to okay. see these kids go up to be physical therapists, uh, CEOs, uh, business officers, you know what I'm saying? Right. Policemen, firemen in the military. We're not trying to create a professional baseball player. Mm-hmm. We want them to be professional mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've learned over the last years, and I think last couple of years, but that RBI took me for a, a very humbling learning experience. And I think my whole staff, I had to remind them, y'all hold on. You know, <laughs> let's, let's, go back to, let's go back to square one, first grade. And that's what it took, and we had to. We had to gravitate and see them progress, and then to see the progression from the first week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. To the third week, to the fifth week, to the eighth week, it was unbelievable. That is awesome. That's great. Now, I would imagine that you have some coaches that you've been able to mentor to as well, right? Yes, sir. Through your program? Yeah, I mean, because you, you guys aren't doing all the coaching yourself. You had to bring in guys who probably needed to – uh, needed that hug and, and have an opportunity to coach and give back and understand the value of it. So uh, that's probably happened too. You can't think of any stories of, of that's happened with? Oh, yeah. That same kid I just told you graduated, had that suit on. He's coaching with us now. Yeah. So the guy that's a physical therapist, he's coaching with us as well. Nice. Uh, a lot of those kids have come back to give back to the program because it meant a lot to them mm. as well. That's so great. That's, that's the gratification of, uh, of what you're doing, man. And Marquis hit a nail on the head. I mean, just to see these kids um, – their, their body language changed because they're getting better and they know they're getting better. That excitement in them, they can't wait to get to the field. 
you know, um, and just being able to talk to the parents to find out, hey, what else can we do to help? If he's having problems in school, you know, he hears from you all the time. He needs to hear from us. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, we try to, you know, complete that circle with these guys, just make sure we don't miss any, anything, anybody. Mm-hmm. It's tough out here right now. Yeah, well, I bet. I know. Just, you know, look at the news a little bit, right? So yeah. we, we need we need better men and, and women to step up and, and uh, to help change our culture and calm it down a little bit, right? Absolutely. You know, I know we're very excited about what's going on here in Atlanta, and I know the Braves are excited about what you're doing and, and our focus on growing the game. And when I talk to, of course, my first job is alumni director, so I work with, you know, guys like Marquise on, on a number of different things, but I also speak to other alumni association groups throughout baseball, so there's 29 other teams. And when I've shared with them, whether it's about the podcast or whether it's about growing the game initiative I don't see the same response that we have and so I'm curious with you all with your work with the MLBPA and and Major League Baseball what you're doing on the national level because I know you're involved in the Hank Aaron Invitational and and some of the things are you seeing other positive areas around the country that are just as excited about what we're seeing in Atlanta or do you think we're just so far out in front of everybody because I, I mean some of this is a, the 44 classic for instance is a regional you know initiative that we've got going on but what are you seeing in other parts of the country because you got to be talking to other guys who, who play like i am well for me i just think that um uh, we're, we're in the baseball mecca you know i think being in the south in florida georgia um texas louisiana area then you go to california but in the south we have a great participation in baseball mm. And I don't really know um, what the numbers are like or what it, it, it doesn't have the same bite as here. Some do. But what I do know is that um, we have to continue to, to really just grow the game because that's the only way you're going to get the participation mm-hmm. up. And, that, and for me, I just think if, 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 if we continue to do more. So we do these things with EDI and the Breakthrough Series, but they're only one week. Mm-hmm. So you can touch a kid for a week, then you don't see him no more the next year. Right. And so that was my only complaint about EDI, the Breakthrough Series, the Dream Series. We see these these next level kids. We see them for one week. And to me, from my experience of coaching year round or RBI for eight weeks or MGBA for two, three months, it's a difference when you spend that kind of time with the mm-hmm. kids. So that was my thing with, with if them, we can do more coaching and teaching and do more of that and get, be around the kids more, and I think we will see the participation go up in the same anxiety that we have here. Yeah. Yeah, just just from my past travels of scouting and stuff, I think Atlanta, Georgia in general, got more uh, minority kids, African-American kids playing baseball than anywhere. Um, oh, okay. Um, so that helps. Uh, having Marquise here who played for the Atlanta Braves, uh, run the RBI program, makes kids want to come out and be a part of it as well. Uh, so those things all added up together, you know, it's a good recipe. Um, I think we have more of the high-end kids that are getting a chance to go to college and play baseball, get drafted to play that, that place RBI. And that's not that's not often seen in in other areas. Um, I think they need to get more former players tied into the community, and then you'll start seeing better results there. But I think the Braves are really ahead mm. of everybody when it comes to minority players uh, playing this game. Yeah, and I th- I think, and we may have discussed this before, and forgive me if I get back up on my soapbox, but I think a lot of the a lot of the blame falls solely on the NCAA because. Morehouse, don't you only have one one scholarship? Yes, sir. Right. So 
there's got to be a formula to where they have cut back baseball in such a way where ten and a half scholarships does nothing. Mm-hmm. When you look at football, they get 97. I know there's something to do with Title IX, with you know football making a lot of money, but mm-hmm. still, if you really wanted participation to go up, you would provide more scholarships. And there should be some way where Major League Baseball should be able to work with the NCAA to create some sort of pool to be able to offer more scholarships to players so that there's a better path. Because if you, and let's be honest, if you play softball and you can spend all year round focus on softball, that money's going to turn into probably a full scholarship. Absolutely. You can't say that about baseball. Mm-hmm. So if you want if, if you want participation to go up and you're not trying to build major league players, but you want good people going to college, then you would create some sort of pool. So I don't know why we've not come up with that that formula yet and why that's not happened but to me that's the most logical thing i mean you're in the college i mean would you think that 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 would make a huge impact oh no doubt um just the type players that you have access to uh with scholarships uh, i miss out on a lot of players um not having not being able to compete with the other schools from a scholarship standpoint um but i mean you know we're going in the right direction and things are getting better so um i would love for major league baseball to get tied into uh uh, HBCU baseball for sure. sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, speaking of HBCU baseball, uh, of course, we're celebrating Black History Month. Danielle Marcus, who is our senior coordinator of diversity marketing, he's laid out an incredible month long or month full of events and, and activations that we're doing to celebrate that. I wanted to ask you, Antonio, as, as a, a coaching at Morehouse and coaching in an HBCU, me growing up as a kid in Virginia, my knowledge of HBCUs was pretty much limited to, you know, I'm a Virginia basketball fan, so Virginia would play Hampton or they play North Norfolk State. Maybe you play NC, A&T State or something like that. But admittedly, and I hate to say this, but it's true. I just, other than the existence of HBCUs, I didn't really know much beyond that. I knew some of the names. I didn't know much beyond that. So one of the many great things that about moving to Atlanta that that changed me and, and gave me knowledge was having co-workers and colleagues in this office who are all proud graduates of HBCUs and me being able to talk to them and hear about what that experience means, what the impact is, the tradition. Um, so what what does that mean to you, not just coaching baseball at a college, but at doing so at a, an HBCU? And I'll tell you a quick story. Just playing professional baseball for six years, I've seen a lot, experienced a lot. Uh, my first year coaching at Morehouse, we uh, went to play down in uh, Selma, and we walked across the Edmund Pettus Bridge. The whole team, I had about 25 guys, and we had our Morehouse sweatsuit on. We crossed the bridge, and by the time we got to the other side, there were at least 30 cars waiting to take pictures. Mm. Wow. It, you know, it, it was it was, it was was mind-blowing. And at that point, I knew that, you know, I was at a special place. You know, mm. Morehouse is a tremendous, tremendous place, and it gives these kids an opportunity to learn the history of Morehouse. They get great opportunities. They're great kids, first of all. You know, Morehouse is not cheap. Mm-hmm. You know, so a kid can afford to come to Morehouse, whether it be academic scholarships or they just paying outright. Uh, those kids come from a pretty good household mm-hmm. uh, just to be able to afford it. If I can give a kid half partial scholarship, he's still got about 30000 mm-hmm. that he has to wow. come out of pocket with. So uh, they're pretty good kids when they come out of there. But, uh, you know, they got a good foundation, man, and, and Morehouse is a tremendous institution. Well, um, one of the things that the questions I wrote down is that where do you think we go from here? I mean, we we know we've made great strides. We know we've got some good things going. What would you like to see happen in the next five years um, to take this to another level for us? Is there what, where do you think we can we can improve? Me and Antonio talked about this probably the last two years. We we strictly believe in development. And so when I started Marquis Grill, some training and development, I'm thinking about the whole part of the game. So it ain't just baseball. It's on the field, off the field. It's everything. So um, we kind of 
trend over into the whole development place in baseball and it has taken off we mm-hmm. we got more kids now than we can stand and now i have to go out and 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 look forward to these coaches clinics and trying to grab coaches who believe in what we're doing mm-hmm. and so we can continue to grow and i think um uh, again i promise hank i say hey man the rbi we're gonna be playing i want to see ten thousand kids and i and i made him a promise that mm-hmm. you know one day if we can continue to grow this thing we'll have ten thousand kids playing rbi just like the other big cities and uh that's a goal for me and and just continue to go and i just knew you know once we partner with the braves that that's that's bigger than life to me and they believe in what we're doing they see what we're doing i think that is awesome and um i just i just look forward to the next opportunity and where we go for here straight up mm-hmm. like we like we've been doing yeah that's yeah. great for, for me um i think the partnership that the atlanta braves has with um the cab county is going to be tremendous just building uh that that turf complex over there at Gresham Park, you'll see the impact in that in the next five years. It's, that's going to be a game changer. Um, these kids, if, if given the uh, proper fields, that's how you're going to grow the game. More kids going to want to get on that turf field and play and learn the game. Um, so a couple of more of those in the next five years, those kids won't have to go up north to, to play on a nice facility. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, I think that's that's a big step already mm-hmm. that's going to be a game changer. Yeah, I know that we definitely have that in our sights. So um, whatever we can do to help promote that and, and make that happen, I know we'll do everything we can. So yeah. I'm excited about that too because I think at heart, and Marquise knows, uh, we're all baseball guys. I mean, if you look at all the alumni that are involved with us, I can't, there's probably not a, you know, guys that I can think of that don't want to be involved. You know, right. guys are all, they, they either want to talk about the game, they, they're teaching the game, they're coaching the game, they, or they've, they've, uh, they certainly would look for opportunities. So somehow mm-hmm. we can talk about getting more of those guys involved. It's always a positive thing. And I don't like to see any alumni that are just sitting around just playing golf. I mean, yeah. they need yeah. to be giving back and doing stuff. So maybe we Absolutely. can get strategic in how we get some of those guys off the rear end, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, but we appreciate you guys coming in today, and I know we're going to have many more discussions about this. and And I look forward, you know, this is my first year in the role of of being a part of this, and so I'm looking forward to that. So I'm sure we'll have some time to get together and and understand more what we can do. So, thank you guys for coming in. Yeah, thank well, you guys. Appreciate you having us. me, Mike. Uh, yeah, All right. Our thanks again to Marquise and Antonio Grissom for joining us here on Behind the Braves. That was a great discussion. I think we could have gone another hour there, but we certainly didn't want to keep them locked away here and here with us (laughs) all day. They've got plenty of other things they need to do. Uh, So, Greg, uh, I'm waiting for things to warm up a little bit out here, but I know it's coming. We're in February now. I know it's coming, so that means you referenced at the beginning of the show. Of course, we've got the Gar Lucas HBCU Classic coming up at Cool Ray Field here in a couple weeks. Uh, We've got a lot of other events coming up here, too, Mm. that we're working on, don't we? Yes. So one of the things I'm involved in uh, as far as growing the game is uh, baseball tournaments. So we have partnered with a group called 17 Tournaments, and we have the Braves Country Battles going on, and they're going to start in March. So check their website, 17tournaments.com, and and, uh, you can look up uh, Braves Country Battles, and you'll get linked up to there where you can register, have your team come out and play. We're going to be in Mississippi. We're in Tennessee. We're in North Carolina, South Carolina. We're in Georgia. So all these tournaments are culminating into the championships here uh, 
uh, in August. So uh, real excited about what's going on. This is our second year, I think, uh, working with them. We were working on the softball side, but right now we just have baseball. So uh, hopefully you can be a part of those tournaments. If you got a team, you're coaching a young young team, uh, please check it out. Uh, the Braves Country Battles it should be a lot of fun. We'll have alumni out there, skills competition. Um, it's uh, it's it's a good it's a good product. So we're real excited about it. Awesome. We'll definitely get online, check that out on Braves website, or you can email Greg uh, mm-hmm. Greg Michael at Braves.com. He can get you some more info on it. You can you can email me too if you want to Ricky at Braves.com, and I'll just forward you to Greg because he knows a lot more about it than I do. But I'm trying to learn. So uh, well, thanks again to Marquise and Antonio for joining us. That was an awesome discussion and just you know if we didn't say it enough during the interview kudos to them for the mm. amazing work that they're doing they really as you heard in that interview they are actually changing lives out there mm. for the better and for that's sure we need uh as many people like that doing that kind of work in the world as possible so well partner thanks as always it's been a pleasure and thank you to all of you out there for listening please rate review subscribe behind the braves on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts we very much appreciate it and we'll see you next time okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.